the morning invasion with Dex and Steve-O. Mm. But what a beautiful 31. What a beautiful 31. I mean, it is three degrees, and as Jarrett said, it probably really is three degrees outside. Amen. It's currently nine, actually. Is wow. It, nine? Nine it didn't feel it didn't feel that bad. Degrees. Really it didn't feel that it bad? Didn't. I almost died. No, it wasn't that bad. Ugh. It was so cold. It's was so it? cold, yes. Man. Okay. It's so cold. It, it is didn't nine feel degrees that cold outside to me. right now. It depends on the app too. Checking the other one, it said seven on, on my other app. So I'm like, okay. Guys, uh, you know what? I cold. think I think, you know, yesterday we had a beautiful snow day. I say snow day. Snow, snow day. Let's snow do it. Day. Yeah. Let's go home right now, Brian. Well, then we wouldn't get to our broadcast, gentlemen. This is exactly it. Fine. I want to do the show today and yeah, tomorrow. Because, because Steve-O has, you know, a poem to read. I do. Steve-O has a poem to read I on don't this know who day. it's from. He's so yeah. great at poems. January 3rd. Okay. I don't know. You guys ready for this? Okay. Mm-hmm. A lot of things happened. A lot of, lot of interesting people were born on this day. But we're going to start off with our events. Mm. This is a biggie. Because really, for all intents and purposes, you could say, in history, this is the moment where the deal was done. The deal oh, was when done? Tupac it, and Biggie... That's exactly that's right. No, nope. Because you said Biggie, and I just knew. Yeah, you just knew. I watched I was, The Masked I was Singer. Talking I was my rap, my rap history. Yes. No, on this day oh. in 1521, Pope Leo X excommunicates Martin Luther. Wow. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. So, so, you know, Luther, you know... Hung his 95 thesis up on the Wittenberg door. Yeah. Not because he wanted to split from the Roman Catholic Church. He wanted to help reform the Roman Catholic Church. And he hung these up saying, hey, guys, these are areas we really need to look in. I think these are unbiblical areas. And let's just really take a look at these. But do you think he could have just gone to his brother like Matthew 18 style? Do you think he needed to make a scene? I I think he probably (laughs) had to have made a scene because I don't think he would have got an audience with the Pope. But through circumstance and everything it turned out that luther was deemed a heretic mm-hmm. and the roman catholic church excommunicates him on this day in 1521 so glad wow. they don't do that anymore oh yeah. uh, no they still they still will yeah. every now and then i don't think so guys it's 2019 you're not allowed yeah, to do that no uh, churches still do that actually yeah, yeah no they don't. all right on this day in 1777 another major event occurred that changed the course of history. Wait, what day? 1777. Ooh. January 3rd, 1777. George you ready? Washington. You're exactly right. George Washington yeah, defeats General Lord Cornwallis. So this was, on this day, a lot of people think was the the change of, uh, you know, the war. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, they wanted to make him why. a king, and George said, they wanted to, no. Yeah, exactly. And, and and it was supposed to be the 4th of January was the Declaration of Independence and fireworks, but it was like, it's too darn cold. Yeah. Let's wait till July. Let's wait till July, man. No, do, do you know what the battle was? You history? Armandy. Battle of Armistice. Armageddon. No. Battle, battle of, of Pennsylvania. So close. Princeton. Princeton. Battle oh, of Princeton. It. Started with the P. Steve, you may be able to get this one. Okay. On this day, January 3rd, 1823. Again, another major m- moment in history that changed a lot of things. Oh, Stephen man. Austin was given the land grant in Texas yes, from dude. Mexico. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so Mexico came over and Stone Cold came this way and he <laughs> grabbed him. Boom! Fin- 
finisher. He did the stunner, and Steve Austin won wow. the day. Pinned him one, two, three, Texas. There it is. But you could really say on this day, Texas, I mean, for all intents and purposes, you're given land in mm -hmm. Texas, kind of was born on this day. <laughs> Texas, That's a big bro. deal, man. Wow. They care about their so, land. So we have the Pope kicking out Martin Luther. Mm. We've got, you know, George, Wash George Washington. Washington defeating at the Battle of Princeton. We've got Texas being born. Now Great get this state. one. 1925, Mussolini announces he's taken over Italy. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Big things on this day, guys. Yeah. So, so you know why? It's because everybody was stuck at home with their family for Christmas break, and they're like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's exactly. Planning big things in this new year. Right. Taking over Italy. <laughs> yep. And then, of course, he... The mob? The, the he, mob well, form? Well, he, he probably just was the mob. Yeah. Yeah, and, right. and he just said, no, let's, let's talk to this guy named Hitler, and let's combine powers and try to take over Europe. Yeah. Didn't work. No, it didn't. Didn't no. work. Okay, so not as big... But still really fascinating. On this day in 1938, the March of Dimes was established nice. by Franklin D. Roosevelt. It's you still, know the March. Still, still, going still on. March. Yeah, yeah, we still have it on TV and radio and such. Okay. Not as big, but still pretty interesting. The Hamilton Watch Company introduces the first ever what? Rolex watch. On this day in 1957. Wait, the Rolex, really? No. Oh. No. The first what? The Wrist first watch. Nope. No. Wristwatch had already been there. Pocket watch. Nope. You're so close. The 1957. First... You you would you would think digital watch. Electric watch. Electric That's right. Watch. Boom. There you go. In the Steve 50s. That's weird. Yeah. Isn't that weird? 1957. Huh. Okay. Another Pope excommunicating someone on this day in 1962. See, everybody's just cold and cranky, man. Pope John the 23rd excommunicates Fidel Castro. Ooh. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Big deal, bro. What year was that? That was uh, 1962. Okay, you guys ready for this? This is big because we're so dependent on them, and they probably really do rule the world. Well, on this day, on no. this no, no, big, bigger, Hill. bigger. Nice. On this day in 1977, Apple Computers is incorporated. Wow, got it. Yeah, because they can hear a poem from Steve Jobs. They they, <laughs> they track everything. They know everything about you. They yeah. really do. You know, Google, Apple, and all these people. Mm-hmm. All right, here's a sad one. On this day in the year 2000, the final daily edition of the Peanuts comic strip. Oh, wow. Yep, happened. That was yep. the final, huh? Yep, yep. It's been 19 years. Yep, because, of course... He Charles died. Schultz is dead. Yeah, he, yeah. he died, and, yeah. and now it's mostly reruns, mm -hmm. so to say, that we're reading. But still, still great. Okay, so those were the events. Here are the births. I'm not even doing deaths. There, there are so many you know, things that are going on. So get this. It's a new year. It's Births, rebirth. right, rebirth. Mm, no death. On this day in 106 BC, Cicero was born. You know, he's a philosopher, lawyer, politician. Yeah. He's like one of the biggies in ancient Rome. There's that it, word again. it was really, really good. It was the biggie smalls biggie. this time. This day in 1840, January 3rd, Father Damien was born. Do you guys know who Father Damien was? Father he had, Damien. Uh, many was sons. he evil? <laughs> and many sons. Damien just sounds no, like a you're, you're thinking of Damien Omen. Oh, that, yes. that was a TV show. No, he was a missionary that went to work with lepers. And his story is used and told over and over. 
He it always freaks me out when I see people working uh, with leopards in sanctuaries because it's like no, that. No, no. That's gonna maul you. Yeah, it's not, he did. a wild not, not animal. An animal. No, man. no. It's, what I'm sorry. It, it, what? It, he was uh, a missionary with leopards. Oh, people okay. with leprosy. Right. Not leopards. Right. You know, sorry. people still get leprosy. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. curable. So he went to one of the colonies and he worked with him, and he himself got leprosy. Man. And his story is absolutely. Amazing. It is a story of just complete unconditional love. He knew yeah. going to this island. It's suicide mission. It was. It was a su it, during the, that day. The you know the eighteen hundreds of the century. Truly being the hands and feet. that's exactly right. Oh my gosh. He he was. That. Okay. Yeah, Stephen. You gotta you gotta mm -hmm. knock that off. Yeah. Do you think anybody ever are walked up to him and they're like, "I gotta hand it to you," and they just like, <laughs> "Oh man, <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> no." For those of you with leprosy. Who are listening to the broadcast? Uh, Stevo <laughs> apologizes. Yes, I apologize to the leper colony listening. Yeah, they could, down south uh, on the of, internet. On the internet, yeah. anyone could listen, Stevo. Exactly. And you just hurt a lot of people's feelings. Okay, it's not like they can do anything. They can't yeah. leave. Yep. Thanks. All right. Here's the big one. We're going to redeem because Steve yes. is going to do it in a British accent. <laughs> oh, okay, here it is, guys. And we need all... A British accent? We, oh, need, we need all of our uh. listeners to chime in because it, this now becomes the question for everyone. Oh, okay. Because it's a really big deal. Big deal. On this day, gentlemen, in 1892, J.R.R. Tolkien oh. was born. J.R.R. Tolkien was born. So here's the question. What's your favorite... Let's let's expand this. The the favorite book, and then we can talk about your favorite movies. But before and while people are thinking that and they're starting to chime in, we're going to have Steve-O read a J.R.R. Tolkien poem. A lot of people just view him as an author of one of the most popular authors of yeah. the 20th century, and he is rightfully yeah. so. But he also was a poet, and Steve-O is going to read a poem by J.R.R. Tolkien. All that is gold does not glitter by J.R.R. Tolkien. All that is gold does not glitter. Not all those who wander are lost. The old that is strong does not wither. Deep roots are not reached by the frost. From the ashes a fire shall be woken. A light from the shadows shall spring. Renewed shall be blade that was broken. The crownless again shall be king. Oh, that was a prophecy Beautiful. Beautiful. Wow. of the great Aragorn, son of Arathon. Wow. What? Hey, Steve-O. Yeah. You read that pretty well. Thanks, bro. He you know, I, I think the people who may be watching online got it most because you actually did some hand, I movements, did hand movements and everything. Well, I mean, this was a great prophecy. This yeah. was to of the returning of the king, That's the right. true king, Aragorn, son of Arathon, That's who was wandering, but he wasn't lost. You see, they said not all those who wander are lost. Strider was a wanderer and a nomad, but he was still like the chosen right. one to okay. become king. So here's our question. Yes. <clears throat> a question for the day for listening audience. We start, of course, with Steve-O and Dex. Yes. What is your favorite J.R.R. Tolkien book mm -hmm. and why? 
And then, and then you could even translate that to the movies. But yeah, go ahead, but go. Sadly, the movies just don't translate. My favorite J.R.R. Tolkien novel is The Hobbit. Okay. I read it to my wife when we were first married. Seriously, okay. before mm-hmm. bed. Yes. I read it to her every night before right. uh, bed. Mm-hmm. And uh, then when my children were born, I read The Hobbit to them as well. It is always and forever my favorite. I understand how important the Lord of the Rings trilogy is, and I've read those numerous times. Except for the two towers, which is incredibly slow and boring and historical, it is. It is. It is. I even tried to. The right. Silmarillion is even worse. Yep. Like it's great and bad because he he truly created this universe. He did. Where the Silmarillion is almost like the Book of Genesis for Middle Earth. That's right. It's his. It's you've really got to care. Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard to get through. That's true. No, I, um, I, I agree. And so because of that, um, Fellowship of the Ring, phenomenal. Um, there's that word and the two towers, very long drawn out and kind of boring until you get to the end, which is like the movie doesn't even translate the ending well because they saved it for return of the King. Cause right. it's more of like an empire strikes back. Frodo could be scene, dead. Right. We don't know what's happening. Uh, return of the King is the most important, but the Hobbit was always my favorite yep. because it was this insignificant, you know, quote unquote, insignificant person who was small that didn't really have anything that was kind of like a stay at home Netflixer like Dex, who is chosen for this incredible adventure. And it was because of what was inside of him. Right. Because Delight our ears. Bilbo was, yeah. Gosh, dude, I love So the good. I, I agree I with you. I, I, Hobbit by far is my oh, favorite J.R. Tolkien. Dex, Hands what's yours? are crazy. What's man? yours? Dex, Hobbit, uh, Lord of the Rings. I love to uh, <laughs> curl up into my, my bed. Late at night with my pipe. I never light it, but I like to just hold it <laughs> yeah, in my Yeah, you know, mouth. that's like a fire hazard. You don't exactly. want to light. No you're smoking. All, you're all like wrapped up in blankets. and. As I... Uh, excuse me. I'm trying to tell you about my nights where I'm very cold. So cold. So cold. Oh. The Petersons won't allow me to have a fire. But what keeps me warm at night is... The Farmer Giles of Ham. The what? The Farmer Giles of Ham, yes. 1949, J.R.R. Tolkien came out with The Farmer Giles of Ham. and It was a very tragic story about a dragon and a knight. And let's just say the knight didn't win. <sighs> you are making this up. No, I am You're not. looking at the cover no. of the book. <laughs> I also like to uh, dabble with tree and leaf. Yes, Tree and Leaf from 1964, (laughs) about a tree that withers away all of its leaves. (laughs) I can't pick one, but... Okay, people. So Dex has it on his screen. That's not true. And he's making things up. Uh Uh-uh. That you're My question to Dex, Dex, have you ever read a J.R. Tolkien book from start uh, to finish? Never in my life. Yeah, That's no, okay. I, I, I mean, that's okay. I you you, you no. don't have to. So you really can't weigh in on what your favorite J.R. No, Tolkien book is. I wasn't breastfed when I was a child, <laughs> no, so I never really <laughs> learned to read. You could probably, you probably get that from me talking most of the time. Uh, I was not breastfed. Thank you, Mom. <laughs> she also smoked while I was in her womb. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Which that's true. I have ADD. So. Yeah, there, what? There, there it is. So what, what are some people weighing in on? What are some of the other people's Mostly favorite? Mostly just weighing in on Dex's um, incredible... Antics. Yeah, yes. Well, I mean, they're great books. I mean, yeah. people have to have an opinion when it comes to J.R. You know, Tolkien. I mean, this is the guy that helped lead C.S. Lewis to Christ. Right. Wow. I mean, C.S. Lewis was on the fence. He, he had believed in God, 
He's well. He recently had believed in God, but it was it was J.R. Tolkien who said, "Hey, listen, bro," and he walked him through why he felt Christ was real, dude, bro, dude, and a historical person. And then C.S. Lewis was converted a few few you know weeks later, and it was one of those magical moments, if you will, in history where these amazing authors, amazing human beings, Christians, came together as the inklings and really transformed literature and in in a sense helped transform the church. Mm-hmm. One of my other favorite books <laughs> of the J.R.R. Tolkien is the Selic Spell. It's about a tragic stomach disease <laughs> that took out most of the country back in the early 1400s. Yes, the Selic Spell is not around today. Uh, because, uh, well, it's been died off from many of the smaller people of the region of the Netherlands. And yes, only four foot, 11 foot, inch, five, four, five, six, nine. Okay, I'm having a stroke. Bye. All right. <laughs> Did you know it was the Lord of the Rings? You know, the Great American Read was just on PBS and it, it, it um, ended, you know, like I think in November or October of last year. And... J.R.R. Tolkien, I believe, came in in second, the the most, or was it third, the mm. you know America's favorite book. Mm. So J.R.R. Tolkien, um, obviously in America, looms large. It was interesting. You you know what was number one? The Bible. I think it was why the cage. No, no, no. It was um, uh, where oh, the red fern. No, 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 no. The it, Indian in the cupboard. <laughs> And Outlanders was up there too. Outlanders? That's a TV series. Well, it was based About on time a book. travel. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've watched a little bit of that. That that That's is that also is America, one of America's favorite books. But huh. the top three were J.R. Tolkien's, you know, series, Outlanders, and then number one, come on, Atticus uh the the um, lawyer. Oh my goodness. How come I can't remember this? The Devil's Advocate. No, oh. come on. It's a really popular book. She was Truman Capote's friend. She went out and wrote a book, and it sold a billion copies. I'll think of it. My okay. brain, I just had Oprah a brain Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey would know this book. Everyone knows this book, but it's he's a lawyer, and he, he, he defends... Oh, someone in the listening audience, help the me here. The Devil's Advocate. Come on, it's help me out. How, my, to my, Kill a Mockingbird? Thank you, To Kill a oh, Mockingbird. Geez. Oh, my goodness. My brain just froze up. So To Kill a Mockingbird was America's favorite book. Huh. And then I think The Outlanders. By the way, a little bit of quiz on The Outlanders. So the author of The Outlanders, her name is Galbadon. Mm-hmm. And her family, though she herself, I think, lives in Tucson or Phoenix, one of those cities, her family history is from Belen. Really? Yep. Yeah, it's true. So my point is, uh, J.R. Tolkien's book is very well-renowned. Beautiful. <laughs> Did you know that uh, his being devout Roman Catholic, he was at odds uh, with the Catholic Church like near the end of his death? Yep. I'm reading about this, and I'm like, this guy would have been hilarious. But also, he's he was so classic and liturgical and stuck tra- to tradition so much so that I guess at the end of his life, uh, his grandson, uh, Simon Tolkien, would take him to church. He was devout Roman Catholic, and it was right when the church had changed the liturgy from Latin to English, and his grandfather, he said, hated that. He didn't agree with the idea that they should be reciting in English. And so while 
everyone else was reciting in English, he would respond very loudly in Latin. <laughs> His grandson said, I found the whole experience quite excruciating, but my grandfather was uh, oblivious. He simply had to do what he believed to be right, and he never uh, recited the liturgy in English. Yep. The, o- only in Latin. The Second Vatican Council did move it away from Latin. That's, and it, that's it. it. The it, Second it moved Vatican it. Council. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Beautiful. That that's yeah. cool. A man of principle, we yeah, would was. say. Okay, guys, we're not finished. We have another. Oh. We have our last big one for this day, and okay. we'll do it right after the break. After the station break. <laughs> that's right. That's and so right. you you have to put your thinking cap on for something related to the Beatles. Beautiful. Peace and like love. The well, Beatles. that's what we got to talk about. So all the listeners, start Peace thinking about your favorite Beatles record. Uh, all right, we'll be right back. One. Hang out with us. The Morning Invasion with Dex and Steve-O on Star 88. I should have just kept with the formula, you know? Whenever I I go off script, that's what happens. Train wreck. Not that you're a train wreck, No. I didn't mean that at all. It just didn't flow very well. Weren't you guys going to do your all? I I was saying, all right, you guys have to give your station announcement and weather. That's usually what you do. It's all good. It's cold. That's all you have to say. It's very cold. It's very cold. Stay home. It's very cold. Have another snow day. Yep. Um, it is three degrees with Brian Nixon, and we are, uh, man, we are right smack dab in the middle of this. We are. We are, but we only have one thing left. Oh, we do. And and so after that, you know, you guys could kick me out. No, you can but, stay on. But all as day. I said before station break, yes. You, hopefully our listeners have already dialed up their favorite Beatles records, because on this day in 1926, January 3rd, the fifth Beatle was born. Oh, beautiful, mm. beautiful. Everyone knows who the fifth Beatle John is. John Lennon. No, it's George Martin, That's their what producer. I was say next, yeah. George Martin was, you know, conductor, producer. He died in 2016, fairly recently. But George Martin, you know, a lot of people say that he was the fifth Beatle. He was the guy who um, not only helped define their sound, that produced them, Dude. But he was the guy for all the, the classical music. Yeah. They go, we don't know how to read music. We don't know how to do this, but you do. Why don't you write this down and get the, the string guys? He was the mastermind for the yeah. Beatles. Dude, he created Meow Wolf. He wrote a <laughs> no, book series uh, called uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. George Martin, bro. No. He, you know what's crazy, though? Is, is that why he goes by George R.R. R. Martin? He, he, no. Yeah. Paul McCartney, he didn't even know how to read music, no. which is Blows my mind. That's because None of a real did. Paul McCartney. And even to this day, dead. even to this day, he says he doesn't want to learn how to read music. He thinks right. that'll kind of mess it all up. Because yeah. he's you know? the second Paul McCartney. He's not the real. Uh, yeah. Didn't you? Didn't you see Abbey Road, bro? Yeah, bro. twenty-eight. If he's in love. So, so here's the thing. Yeah. What's your favorite? I know. I know, Steve-O, You're not a, a Beatles fan. But you do have to give credit to George Martin as being a fabulous producer. I give producer. credit to the Beatles as well. Okay. I just, I mean, everybody was just freaking out over the music that they were putting out. Okay. And I was more of like The Who, The Stones. There were a lot of other yeah. bands across right. the pond that were doing great What's things. What's your favorite Beatles record and why? The only Beatles record I've ever owned and why is Abbey Road. Okay. Why is it your favorite? Uh, Come Together. And it was because it was different than this like poppy. Like it wasn't that. Right. I want to hold your hand. Right. Like the the music of that time that to me wasn't rock and roll that was pop like mm. it really to me was mm-hmm. pop yeah. and abbey road was the first time i heard a beatles track and was like this is different what's this oh man it's the beatles come mm. together right and because of come together i listened to it and here comes the sun which is my favorite beatles song happens to be on that record as well okay 
Dex, right. what's your favorite well, uh, Beatles record and mine why? Mine would have to be the White Album. In fact, I was so excited when they released the uh, 50th Anniversary Deluxe Edition remixed because it has a totally different sound. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying, Brian? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Just released the 50th Anniversary Deluxe Edition of the Beatles' White Album like you've never heard it before. Back in the USSR. Didn't they already do that? No, that was remastered. This is remixed. What's the difference? Well, they turned one thing up and they turned another thing down, so it sounds like this. Sounds the same. Don't be silly, it's totally different. <laughs> Here's what Ringo Starr has to say about the new collection. I'm having more fun listening to this than I did actually making the record. <laughs> you know, I walked out on the group. And so Paul McCartney rang to say this. Paul McCartney? Just curious. Will the money from this go directly in my account, or will I have to go down to the bank and cash a check? Let me know. The 50th anniversary deluxe edition of the Beatles' White Album. Buy it again today. It's a great album. It sounds completely different. Totally different, I'm sure. It's a deluxe edition remixed. Yeah, Yeah, my favorite Beatles record is largely because of George Martin. I'm a Revolver fan. Mm. Okay. And Revolver was really the first album where production, George R. R. Martin, I'm George R. R. George Martin, (laughs) you you tainted me. I got you. George Martin was able to start to become the master conductor he was in the studio. He brought in sounds. And of course, as you guys know, Revolver was response to pet sounds by the Beach Boys. Beach Boys were the first to really start integrating sounds and these trippy things. So the Beach, um, the Beatles said, we, we need to respond. And they came out with Revolver. And honestly, George Martin just killed it on, yeah. on Revolver. It, there isn't a bad song. And then when you get to Tomorrow Never Knows, I mean, it, it, it's brilliant. And then you would have to say the next brilliantly um, produced album was Sgt. Pepper's. Oh, yeah. That's a good I, one. I, I mean, just from the standpoint of studio, what he had available to him, you, you have to understand, he didn't have these billion track recorders. I mean, he was working with like four to eight tracks 16 tracks so he had to know how to cut and splice he had to know how to you know do all this tape work that is a lost art to this day do you want to hear uh, an isolated vocal of i am the walrus mm, you want to hear this oh, Brian? Uh, yeah i, I kind of do mr city policeman sitting pretty little policeman in a row See how they fly like Lucy in the sky. See how they run. I'm crying. Yeah, see, I don't get it. I'm crying. I, I just, I'm like with Steve. No. I'm never. I didn't grow well, up with it, so I don't know. I mean, that's, Oasis is the best band to come yeah, from across seriously, the Seriously, yeah, we're Oasis yeah, yeah. guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm not even joking. Yeah, the Beatles Gallica are rip brothers. They stole the from the Beatles, right? No, 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 no. They stole Dude, from Oasis. Give me Oasis every day, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry. A lot guys, of people have stolen from the Beatles. Yeah. But here's the thing. Yeah. Is when you look at the the songwriting and then the production work, they really were a formidable yeah, you're group. Right. Uh, remember the Starmie chimed in and said, Hey Jude, is there is the song? Favorite, favorite song. Beatles song because of the meaning behind it. I will say uh recently saw Twenty One Pilots and uh they are on tour with um AWOL Nation and everybody came out and they did a rendition of Hey Jude. Oh really? And it was Incredible. That's awesome. It was incredible. Tyler Joseph, lead singer of uh, Twenty One Pilots, and then the lead singer of AWOL Nation, and there, and it was just, it was unreal, and it gave me a a different appreciation, if you will, of that track yeah. because man alive. I mean, the it was so good. 
the you know the, collectively the Beatles wrote some of the greatest you know pop songs. See pop, bro. Pop. It, yeah, it, it was. They pop. they were they were a pop band, just but they they wrote some of the greatest you know pop rock songs um, of the twentieth century, and so you you have to give them kudos. But George Martin was the mastermind behind all of that, and he's the guy that kind of took their vision of what these guys wanted and yeah. and then he he made it happen so it it was amazing uh Thiep says the white album because it was experimental kim just said i really like the beatles stephanie on the other hand said if i heard a beatles song i actually wouldn't know it wow no kid stephanie that's that's quite impressive i i've never met someone who wouldn't know a beatles wouldn't, song like, wouldn't even know yeah yeah Un- unbelievable it's just, it's weird to me, and, and granted the like evolution of their sound, yep. like it's crazy how there's just certain, like I had the number, I shouldn't say I just owned Abbey Road, as far as just a singular record, that was the one yeah. I owned, but like their number one, when number one came out and it was all of yep. their number yep. one hits, yep. I owned that, Yeah. and it was interesting to hear like the evolution of, the, sound, of right. their sound because right. it was... It was definitely experimental. Largely because of George Martin. And again, we're, we're here celebrating George Martin again, the, the producer of the Beatles. And he was able to take this basically bar band, which yeah. the Beatles were at the time, and cr- turn them into, you know, really a very respectable pop band. So they were like the new kids on the block yeah, of their day. Uh, kind of. They they were they, they really were, were they were they performed on New Year's yeah. Eve. I watched. Them so happy birthday yeah. to George Martin! I lied to you guys. I actually do have one more. Oh, okay. I do have one more. Yeah. Why not? I'm going to okay. throw this one out. Why All not? right, let's because, do it. What a because treat. this this is something where Steve-O <laughs> oh. could weigh in, and he actually has some authority because he he loves movies. Wow. So on this day, January third, mm. in 1956. Ooh. Our friend Mel Gibson was born. Oh, oh boy. So, so Mel Gibson, obviously he's had ups and downs in his career, but he's won the Academy Award. He he's, has. He's created some of the most watched movies of all time. Yeah. So when it comes to Mel Gibson on his birthday, what is his best movie, Steve-O? Oh, gosh. You mean that he acted in? That or he directed? Whatever. Oh man! Go ahead, Steve-O. This is this is this is up your alley. This one makes me so sad because the Jeter boys recently were talking to me about William Wallace, and I I I was so bummed out because I want them to see this film. Yep. But they both just had to write a paper on the real William Wallace, and they're telling me about his life and and subsequent death. And right. I'm like, dang it! It's like. I feel like you're not going to appreciate this movie because <laughs> right. they actually know the real story of William Wallace. But at the time, that yeah. was the first big epic I saw yeah. where mm-hmm. I was just so blown away by the story. Because then after that, Gladiator, and right. like right. they started making other films that were like, right. we got to make another Braveheart. But at the time, it was the only one. Well, there was one other one at the time, if you recall. Dances with Wolves. Ah, uh, yeah. And I saw that in Of the epics, like three-hour movies yeah, or whatever. Right. Wait, so right. so there was two Dances kind of out at the same time. Not Kevin Costner. I know I know the movie. Right. Right. But to me, like Braveheart was just so... Yeah. Masterful. No, 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 and 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 on that same note, Stevo, Braveheart is brilliant. But remember how many people within churches that that movie probably made it into every eighty percent of the sermons across, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and and probably a hundred percent of youth pastor sermons. Every man dies, not every man really lives. Yeah. and that was the. I remember my youth pastor saying it at the time. 
yeah, I remember uh, my dear friend who is a pastor now in Albuquerque, Jared Bridge, in school at La Cueva, doing a moment from this film and talking about that scene. Yep. And freedom, the, the theme of freedom. I still remember it to this day. Yep. But he, I know some people, it's like, you got to take the good and the bad when it comes yep. to Mel Gibson, but The Road Warrior. Mm -hmm. um, the classics like the Lethal Weapons that now have a television series. What about his newest but Hacksaw Ridge? Hacksaw Ridge. Great movie. Oh my gosh, dude. I've only, movie. so I will say the movies that he's directed, all of them I think I've only seen once for the simple fact that Hacksaw Ridge, I was snotty crying in the corner, like just weeping. Yep. And same with, uh, same with The Passion of the Christ. Christ, right, yeah. I could only see that film once because it was such an incredible. Ah, yeah, it was too much for yeah. me. Which is funny because it probably didn't even come close to the actual horror of what took place on the day when Christ was crucified. Yeah, but it was just so much, yeah. so much. It was a profoundly beautiful movie. It really was. Um, and Mel Gibson really has created some profoundly beautiful movies. I actually think, when it comes down to it, the movies he directed may have had a greater impact than the movies he has started. Yeah, my, my, minus Braveheart. But he, remember, he directed Braveheart, didn't he? You guys Warrior, are missing bro. one important movie that I think was probably one of the greatest movies ever. Signs? Just, no. Oh, I was just about to say, that oh. was mine and Casey's no? yeah. first date. Right. Well, it depends on who you talk to. I would say it was, and she would say it wasn't. Okay. We were there as friends. The Patriot, guys. Oh. The Patriot the was Patriot a revolutionary was awesome. war ripoff. Shut your of mouth. Braveheart. Shut That's your right. mouth. It was the same right. story. I, I, I agree. And I didn't think the Patriot was as strong what? as Braveheart. You guys are no. crazy. Okay. How, I about, will, so, how about this one? You guys didn't mention this one. We were soldiers. Oh, dude, yeah. What a great movie. But that's another one that I think he directed that as well that was like so bloody and it was like, here's what war was really like. Yeah. And it was so intense yeah. that it was hard for me to get through. What about, what about what women want? That's funny I've because never actually seen that. two different people have spoken on. I'm telling what, you. What are people saying? What, what are some of the uh, listeners saying? Their that favorites was, That are. was actually the very first one that somebody I've brought up. I've never seen that. Is what women want. It, Honestly, I don't know that they could get away with that movie today, right? Because he was like this sexist, yeah, probably, like, yeah. chauvinistic boss, and then all of a sudden he could start hearing women's thoughts. Um, and it, it was actually mm -hmm. like a pretty, at the time, a liberating it was like, movie. wow, this is actually really good because what, wasn't it Helen Hunt that was in the film with them? Yeah. And he started to be able to hear and started to actually recognize all the damage that he had been doing as this like chauvinistic pig. Yeah. And it was, it was, huh. yeah. So, okay, how about, okay, how about this one? I, this is this is a movie I've seen so many times. Maverick. You remember Maverick? Yeah, of course yeah. I remember well, Maverick. I remember the yeah. James oh, Garner. Yeah. Right. James so Garner good. was the right. original Maverick. I yeah. like I yeah. still like the original better. Oh, but not but me. but that's that's just, you know, Somebody old school. said Chicken Run. Which oh, actually, that's right. Chicken, chicken Run. He yeah. was he the was. voice in Chicken Run. Yeah. That's true. Good so, good. Wasn't man. he the voice in some other cartoons as well? Was he in Pocahontas? Yeah, oh, he was. Know. He was. Yeah, in people Pocahontas. are freaking out that we haven't talked about signs enough yet because signs actually was. Did okay. you see signs? Yeah, I think I did. It wasn't well, that. You a, think you did? It was an M Night film where yeah. he was. A, he was a pastor who had lost his faith because his wife had died right. in a car accident. Oh right. my gosh! And then at the end, there was some kid that gave him the sign. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he saw the sign and it opened up his eyes. That's right. He saw the. That's sign. right. <laughs> So, so how guys, Air America. Remember that one? I no, actually do. With, I uh, Robert Downey Jr. See, I, I knew Steve-O would know all these movies because Steve-O goes to a movie probably once a week. Oh, at least. Uh, I, I actually still haven't seen Aquaman, but I, I did. I've seen. I saw my share of films over the Christmas. What break, did you yes. see? Uh, I saw Into the Spider Verse twice. 
What's that? It's a new anime. Oh yeah, yeah, film. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. The new um, Spider-Man um, yeah. film. Saw it again over the break. Uh, I watched that Netflix film Bird Box, which I gave it like 17 thumbs down. Right. It's terrible. It wasn't that bad. Okay. It is a a shell of other good films. Yeah. So I did not. I thought A Quiet Place was one of the best films of 2018. I, I saw a I, film. What'd you see? I saw At Eternity's Gate. What is that? The, yeah, what is the that? biopic about Vincent Van Gogh. Really? Yeah. I got sick halfway through and I had to get up. That's so motion weird. sickness. Um, yeah, motion sickness. I, I uh, had that point of view camera work. And yeah, it just, yeah. It yeah made, that gets it, me too. It made me. I got a tattoo with Erickson over Christmas break, and it's Van Gogh. Well, no, we talked about Van Gogh actually, because he he has his uh, master's degree in in that, and right. so he, he talked. We talked a lot actually about the life of Van Gogh, yeah, and about uh, is Van Gogh the? I, I'm sorry, we talked about so many that I'm going. Was it Pablo Picasso or Van? Who started out as a missionary? It was Van Gogh. It was Van Gogh. Yeah, and but he was like worse off than the kids, right? Because he kept like giving everything away because he was yeah. a terrible. Missionary. He lived in abject poverty and the. Essentially, the church um, said, "You know, you need to go on and do something else." Because Van Gogh's father was was a missionary. I mean, was a pastor. So Van Gogh decided to do a missionary work. And as a matter of fact, when he moved to England mm-hmm. to work in his uh, family's print shop, which sold popular posters, mm-hmm. he attended Charles Spurgeon's church. Oh wow! Yeah. And so, see, I he was talking about this theory that Van Gogh actually was. Uh, was shot by someone else. That yeah, they were like the kids. That was proposed in the new biography, a okay. uh, relatively new. Came out about maybe ten he, years. He was ago. shot in the stomach, and <laughs> and uh, everybody was like, "Oh, it was suicide!" But then now there's a new biography that claims that because he was such like a, a bleeding heart dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that he, didn't want, others, he didn't want to. That yeah, maybe blame the kids. That, that a kid a kid shot him. Yeah, oh, wow. and he didn't want them to get into trouble. And and some of that like, is uh, yeah. some of that's actually based in science. In that um, some more modern doctors have tried to recreate from the 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 medical report, saying that there's no way he could have shot himself at that angle with the gun that supposedly he did. So there must have been someone else in the room, and mm. that he didn't want to. Um, and he died two days later. Yeah, that theory. Stevo yeah. is actually promoted in this film. Really? In At Eternity's Gate, okay. as well as the film that came out last year, the the painted film about Van Gogh. You mm-hmm. know, there was one that every scene was actually painted in the style of Van Gogh. So two Van Gogh movies have come out um, recently, but that's the movie I saw. I, I saw At Eternity's Gate. Beautiful. Mm. All right. Beautiful. There we go. All right. But She's, back to Mel Gibson. What, yeah, what, are know, other, right? how, what are other people chiming in on? Uh, oh, gosh. Somebody said too many. Too many. Because it's Mel Gibson. There's too many. Um, let's see. Pocahontas was one. Lethal Weapon. Apocalypto, which I actually never saw. Uh, Daddy's Home 2, which yes! I'm surprised you didn't say that yet. Yes. <laughs> Good job, Kim. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what? You, you guys are missing one. Which one? Bird on a wire. Somebody actually said, "Come really? on, guys, bird on a wire." With Goldie Hawn. Yeah, bird on a wire. That's a great movie. Man without a face. Uh, uh, another person mentioned that one. Didn't he? He was nominated for an Oscar, I think. Right for Man without a face. I don't mm. think he. I don't. I don't, I don't remember. remember that one. Whoa! <laughs> you don't remember Man, Man without a yeah, face? T- tell me about it, dude. Uh, it was basically like the Elephant Man story. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Look, he he's like this. He got burned. Yeah, that was a sad. I don't even remember that. Oh gosh, it's a sad movie. It was a really sad movie, and guess who directed it? Mel Gibson. Mel, Mel Gibson. Gibson. Yeah. All of his movies, you just like find yourself in the corner, like he's just, great, man. Oh, me. He's great. Um, 
Speaking of crying at movies, somebody said, I watched Logan this weekend and cried for the second time ever watching any film. Hey, Steve-O. Wow. Steve-O. Yeah. I watched Logan. Did you? No way. I, I finally did. But I, I, I didn't go see it because Kaylin, our youngest, got it as a present, a DVD. Yeah. Other than it being violent, you're right. It's like a modern day Western. It was the modern day version of Shane, yeah, in my opinion. It's in crazy. fact, there's multiple nods to yeah, Shane. Shane, right, in the in it. I oh I and, and, and I, I walked away and and you could Because you're not like a nerdy comic book. No, movie I'm not. Guy I'm not. And all. I walked away and I you could ask Kaylin about this. I said, Steve O's right. That could be the best superhero storyline of all. It it mm-hmm. actually the story itself. Mm-hmm. Was a good story, mm-hmm. and it didn't have all the. Sometimes superhero films they just get predictable, Campy like yeah, and, yeah, yes. like oh, like. A, but yeah. there, were, this actually was like, wow, Steve O's right. Well, I know how much you love westerns, yes. And to me, that was just a yep. uh, just a blatant nod to shame. Yep. I, I it's watched such it. A classic. It was western violent film. though. It I mean, is. you know, there's yeah. there's heads cutting off and arms yeah. cutting oh, off, on. and Jeter boys have not. Written, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never seen any of the other Wolverine. You don't need to. But that one, because. You said, yeah. Steve O said, you've never well, seen you Logan. Love, you, you love, love westerns. westerns. You should see Logan. And I must admit, I actually watched it and that's, liked it. Thank you, Steve O. That's incredible to that's me. Awesome. I'm glad you watched it. I watched the superhero film. Uh, you know what's interesting? Somebody said, the same person said they watched Logan. It was the second time ever watching any movie and crying. The first one for them was Coco. And he, he says, I'm a grown man that cuts wood. I'm pretty much a lumberjack. Beautiful. And that's like, cool. Have you seen Coco? Coco, the Disney yes. uh, film. Yeah, that's Dude, that was beautiful. That brought me to tears yeah. as well because it reminded me of my Steve-o? grandma. Steve-o? Like, huh? Yeah. Everything brings you to tears. <laughs> you know what? Very true. If it's well done, heck yeah. Because you know what didn't beautiful. bring me to tears? Bird Box. It was terrible. Mm. I didn't see Bird Box. Don't. Just see A Quiet Place instead because that one will bring you to tears because it's incredible. What's A Quiet Place again? It's uh, John Krasinski. He wrote, stars, and directed it um, uh, with his wife, Emily Blunt. And it's basically about these creatures that are attracted to sound and will murder you if they hear sound. Now, is it on Netflix or is it in the movie nah, theaters? It, it was in the movie theaters. I own it. I'll let you borrow Okay, it. let me borrow it. it steve because now a, you, you've redeemed yourself with Logan. You. I, I thought, okay, steve is right. This, I, this was a, a good story. I'm incredibly partial. Uh, obviously, you guys know I do cry a lot at movies because I'm incredibly partial to films that have a strong male role model or yeah. father figure um, or redemption, redemptive type stories yeah. like that. And Steve, so, wasn't it this time last year you and I went to a movie like in yeah. January or February yeah. of last year? Hostiles. Hostiles. We, on, we, that's on Netflix right now. We went to a movie together yeah, a, and you got to meet... Um, West Studi. West Studi. Yeah. Pictures of, of you with West Studi out there. I know. So, so what other things with Mel Gibson should we wow. say before we conclude? People said, uh, people are shocked that me, movie guy, has not seen Apocalypto. They oh. said, arguably his best directing Shut work. Shut up. That was a <laughs> terrible movie. That was one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Oh, man. I was so disappointed. I don't think movie. I saw it. Dude, Dude you don't need uh, to. Somebody chimed in with Get the Gringo. That's a newer uh, I didn't even know Mel that Gibson that was film. a movie. Yeah, it, it was a newer film. See, I always want to, because he is in movies like, remember Ransom? Oh yeah, Ran- ransom. Wait, was, hold on. It's about uh, it's about his son who is kidnapped. It was almost like the Adam Walsh story. Oh, I don't think I saw. Oh, that Oh, one. dude, that, that one's one. hard. That one's hard because it's his son is yeah. taken, and it's like, but it's not like super action flick like Taken, where Liam right. Neeson's like, I'm just gonna go to Thailand and take out all these sex yeah. traffickers. Right. Yeah, okay. Uh, hmm. This was more like. This father and his son is kidnapped, and and the FBI, and what do we do? And 
he's a he's a pretty incredible yeah. actor, man. Yeah. So he, he he's in that. He, I, again, I think history is going to show that his directorial work mm-hmm. is probably going to be more more long term. Did anybody see conspiracy? No, theories? yeah, Julia Roberts heard of mentioned it. it. Yeah. Okay, so he is he's this man who is obsessed with conspiracy theories. Okay. Dude, Julia Roberts is in it. Patrick Stewart is wow. in it. Wow. It was directed by Richard Donner, huh. uh, who directed super, the original Superman movie. And yeah, so... What year did it come out? Uh, what yeah, year did 90s, it come out? Right? Yeah, 97. Wow. But he basically, he's obsessed with all of these different conspiracy theories and starts talking up one and unfortunately, this one turns out to be true. And Patrick Stewart actually plays like a a bad man who's like Patrick Stewart behind was the in conspiracy Logan. theory. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was. Gosh, God what a brilliant yeah. performance! Yeah, he did great. Hey, we got a phone call, guys. <sighs> okay, good morning. Yeah. Oh, what's up, Buck? How you doing? Speaking bro? of brilliant old men, yes, yes. <laughs> Grizzled, wow. gray-haired old men, yes. You are like Mel Gibson. You are. You've got the gray beard. You, you're like I'm making a comeback. As, I'm just not as. I'm just not as ripped as Mel Gibson. You remember last time we ran into him? Yep. Dex, that at was the UFC. At, uh, the UFC fight. Yeah. That guy's like 65 years old, and he is jacked. He is. I mean, just jacked. He's on the juice. <laughs> okay. He is. He's, he's on. He is on the juice, and he's on the HGH. That's for sure. Yep. So, so I, I have to. I have to sound off on something. So Dex saying Apocalypto is a bad movie is Watch just you can't really you have to take it with a grain of salt because right. he thought the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was a literary classic. So. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know you, yeah. you got me. Uh, you got me. You're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah. 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 Apocalypto was actually a pretty decent film. No. Okay. It was terrible. Yeah. Never saw. A face. What was that war movie that he did where it was like we uh, were soldiers? He said something. To, Huh? We were we soldiers. Were soldiers yeah. Oh, such a yeah, great movie. That was a, that, was, that was a good one. Did you like the Patriot? Was, the Patriot was good. You know what? I actually never saw the Patriot. Unbelievable. Oh, don't. No, that's on. Everybody on talks own. about it because Heath Ledger played his son. Yes! It's set during yes! the Revolutionary War. But my problem was it came out too quickly after uh, Braveheart. Maybe I need to see it now because it's been like twenty years. But it it was like his next big thing after Braveheart, and it was basically Braveheart. In the Revolutionary War, a bit, yeah. It so was. it's like you, yeah. That's why it was epic. Okay. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Braveheart's probably one of the greatest Amen. movies of all time. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. I, I think we all agree. Yep, yep, yep. And he yeah. starred and directed that. Yep, yep. Gosh. Are you talking about just films with him in it, or does he just? Or directing. Yeah. Annie, we're just celebrating Mel Gibson because today is his birthday, January third. That's right. So, obviously, I mean, you guys talked about the passion, right? Oh, dude. Yep. Yeah. Steve O'Cry. Have you seen it more than once? Like, could you see it more than once? You know what? Honestly, I've only seen it twice. I saw it the first time, and then I saw it the second time when I was, I have this very, one of my best friends in the world. Um, he is not a believer. And I asked him if he had ever seen it. So, we actually got the Blu-ray and sat down and watched the Blu-ray. So nice. I've only seen it twice. Man, I own it, and I saw it once at the movie theater, and then I just couldn't, I couldn't do it again, man, because it, I was like, man, it's, it's, a, that's a hard one to watch. I mean, I, I think it's very important, especially as a believer. Um, but, gosh, yeah, that was, that was a tough one. I, I, I think he, 
you know, I'm, the work that they, the work and the thought that they actually put into that film was pretty phenomenal as I agree. far as how they portrayed everything. Because I've seen lesser stuff like, you know, I've seen churches do little movies where it's like they're trying to recreate that, you know, uh, you know, Jesus' final days. And, I mean, it's just like, come on, the passion of the Christ is out there. Why would you even attempt <laughs> right? to do yeah, something? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And aren't they coming out with yeah. it too, or did they uh, did they decide to to can that um, a passion too? Are you serious? No, I'm dead serious. No, that's real. Where that's he comes back real. from the dead. It, it it was it was confirmed here. I'm gonna. It, it's I thought it was about the early church. But... I went to his IMDb and it didn't show anything that it was in the works. I thought that they were uh, they were they were working on it right now. Maybe they're still working on the script or something. Yeah. But yeah, the passion of the Christ too. Seriously. Yeah, he talked about it with. Um, he talked about it. It's almost been a year, though. He talked about it on with Greg Laurie, uh, right? Yeah, he did talk about Greg uh, with Greg Laurie, and he talked about it on uh, the Late Show um, with uh, Oh my gosh, Jimmy Craig Kimmel? Kilborn. No, no. Why am I blanking? Stephen Colbert. Right now? Yes, Colbert. So nice, but it's it's the Resurrection sequel. So hmm. allegedly, it was yeah. Yeah. So take that buck. We gotta go. We actually do. What do you mean you've got to go? You, guys, you, you always call at the end of the hour. Me. You always call at the end of the hour. Yeah, it's, it's like we got to go to break we in like go, 27 we seconds. Go, no man. joke. All right. Love you, man. Great Whatever. being on with you guys. Right. <laughs> Love you, dude. Yeah. Love you, man. All right. See you later. Remember the Starmy said it's our family tradition to watch The Passion every Easter. Wow. I mean, that's a good, somber good, Easter. It is, that's incredible. But good tradition. It really brings that's home. That's got to be like, you should do that on like on like uh, Good Friday. <laughs> yeah. yeah <right? laughs> Where it's like yeah. somber so that you can celebrate But this is this Easter. family yeah. focusing that's on what counts. Yes. What, what, Amen what, to that. What is the focus? So uh -huh. good for you guys. The 12 stations of the cross. Yep. Catholicism. That's yeah. what. Wait, no. Hey, Steve. <laughs> yeah, Jesus' is death yes, and resurrection, I know, I know. bro. Okay. Yes. All that's what I thought. Brian Nixon, everybody. Great being with you. Yes. Thank you for coming in, man. Glad we got to do this in the 8 o'clock hours. Kind of yeah. cool. That was cool. All right. We'll be right back. Hang out.